Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Today, uh, we're excited to have a franchise partner joining us today. They're going to talk about their brand. And let me tell you, if you like a business with low overhead, recurring revenue, and customers with four legs who bark like a dog, then you are definitely going to want to stay tuned. Um, quick reminder of who we are before we get into this amazing franchise that may or may not involve dogs. Uh, Brand Coach is a national search firm. We are dedicated to working with individuals interested in owning a franchise. We're partnered with well over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 70 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast is to simply educate you on all aspects of franchise ownership. Uh, that's the not fun stuff. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Um, joining us today is the Director of Franchise Development for our featured franchise, The Dog Wizard, Miss Emily Anderson. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. We are ex- excited. I hope you I hope you're ready. Um, this is uh, we like to uh, our our guests that come on. Uh, we're gonna make you laugh. We're gonna make you cry. Um, so it's there'll be some tissues at some points. Uh, we like to ask those really hard hitting questions um, about uh, about the franchise. But most importantly, yes, we're curious about the about the dog wizard. But this is a people business. I want to get to know the people uh, that we get to work with and meet. And um, so. Start with you. Tell us a little bit, Emily, on how how did you even get started into this crazy world of franchising? Give us a little a little scoop on Emily. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I found franchising or if franchising found me. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My my dad was a business owner, so it was it was. I had never witnessed as a child. I never witnessed my father having to ask permission to take a vacation. You know, we always, we just live that certain kind of lifestyle that's associated with business ownership. I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I actually started my own business when I was in my early twenties. I ran that for four years. I got to the point where I needed to either scale or bail and I didn't know how to scale. And I didn't know if I could afford to bring on an employee. I didn't know if I could afford not to bring on an employee. Uh, I didn't have any projections. I didn't have any systems. So I decided to jump ship. I had a really exciting job opportunity at a um, tech startup. I made as much money as I had ever seen at the time for about six months, and then venture capital pulled funding. <laughs> so I, re- I relate to a lot of the people that you and I have the pleasure to work with. Well, sometimes, you know, we think that there's some security in, in a job, and maybe this is going to be the one. And once again, we get the rug pulled out from under us. And I just met some really exceptional people in franchising about 10 years ago when I thought franchising was slinging the $5 foot long or supersizing America. And these people opened my eyes to completely different business models, completely different industries. I started talking to the people that 
uh, acquired franchises and they were so happy and they said, hey, extend my sincere thank you to you know, the people that helped me get into this. And uh, I've since I've been in franchise development, franchise recruitment ever since for the last 10 years. I absolutely love connecting people with an entrepreneurial platform that is has significantly more support and less risk. And that's what brings us here today. Yeah, no, I, I I love it, and and the I feel like almost everybody we've talked to on on the show are like 140 or so episodes in now, right? Like almost everybody has some version of like I, I I'm not really sure how I got here, right? Um, but then <laughs> once once they're in, they they never leave. They they're like they're the smile. They start beaming, looking just like you. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing, right? So, yeah, um, I mean, nobody woke up one morning and said, I want to be a franchisee, but they probably yeah. said, gosh, I wish I had a little more control over my time or had more time with family or had more money to travel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and your your experience, I think, is is pretty indicative of a lot of people. Right. So the you have which amazing that you were you had, a, had a successful business on your own for four years. but like you were probably it was something you were good at and had some passion out you jumped in but then you're like oh crap how do i make this bigger how do i replicate there's no system support there's nothing in place enter the franchise model in that same situation it's going to be hey you're at you know this revenue model and i'm sure we'll talk about this with the dog wizard x number of you know this amount of revenue it's time for another this it's time for another that all of those things in place. And then you go to the good old corporate world. Gosh, that's super fun until it's not there anymore because you had no control over it. Um, and just even growing up with your dad, like I, my, my nine-year-old will say the same thing. It's like, he knows that I'm going to work, but he also knows that I get to pick him up after school, right? And I don't I don't have to ask permission for that, right? Well, I'm going to bring him home today and we want to play a little Fortnite. By God, we're going to sit down and play a little Fortnite, right? And I don't have to ask any permission <laughs> to, do, to do that, right? Um, and, and to be able to have that experience. So that's, that's I, lo I love that story, that's awesome. And so now it's gotten you with the dog wizard. So I don't have to be the smartest person in the world to, to know that a franchise that has the word dog in it has something to do with dogs. Um, but talk <laughs> to us maybe just like, as we're consumers first, right? What are the services that you're providing um, kind of who those customers are. What's that look like for you guys? Yeah, yeah. So the dog wizard, this is a really, really special business. And Tim, I know you've got incredible experience in franchising. And we both know that the pet industry is massive. And the pet industry and franchising has done a lot of really, really good work over the years. Now, in 2021 alone, in a single calendar year, Americans spent over $123 billion on their pets. With a $123 billion with a B. Now, I know I helped contribute to, to that a little <laughs> bit. And, you know, what is common in, you know, pet-related franchises um, are oftentimes, you know, a brick and mortar, whether you're looking for a doggy play place or something like that, maybe grooming, Great, you know, great businesses, great industries, but it usually requires a lease, some build out, some construction, more overhead, et cetera. Sometimes there are some pet related business that are 
home-based and a mobile model, which is the case with the dog wizard, which indicates a lower cost. But sometimes that means your employees are doing some dirty work. And I'll just leave that there. Now, what's so unique about the dog wizard, and this is mobile dog training, meaningful, exceptional quality dog training, where you run the operations from home, you have a trainer and a van, and they go out and they provide exceptional dog training in private lessons, perhaps at the dog owner's home. They provide group classes. And then we also offer what's called an immersion or a board and train where either our trainer or we'd partner with the boarding facility and they would board the dog for seven, maybe 14 days. We would fully train the dog and then we would return it to the owner. And then we've got to train the owner to maintain the type of training that we did. Right. And it's, it's really exceptional. I mean, when you think about this massive, massive pet industry, about $10 billion alone were spent on pet services like training. But I mean, Tim, who is the household name? You know, who is the, oh, when you get a dog and you need it trained, here's where you take it. Right. And there isn't one. This is just a highly, highly fragmented industry that has really high demand. And a lot of mom and pops are out there serving this business, but this industry, but they don't have you know, they don't have like the systems that I had 20 years ago, or they, they were similar to where I was 20 years ago, right. where we have our own limitations. We don't know what we don't know. We don't have any branding. We don't have systems. We don't have operations. And so the mom and pops are not able to provide the efficiency, the systems, the branding, what the dog wizard can provide. And we're really disrupting this industry. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And the, and especially over, you know, a couple, of, it's crazy. It's 2023 now, but we still every now and then refer to, you know, that thing that happened in 2020. Right. But part of that was like, I'm stuck at home. Let me get a dog. Right. And <laughs> how that's, how that, how that's transition. And then those dogs probably now have puppies. So we got, you know, the, the people, the, the people, you know, popping out the babies. Then we have the puppies. Now they're popping out their puppies. Right. And, <laughs> Um, we're busy. We're on the go, and there's like, uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy what that can be. So you're bringing, and again, I think bringing the service to the customer because we've all gotten spoiled and lazy that we don't actually have to go anywhere to do anything. <laughs> like, no, 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 Br bring bring that to me, right? Bring so you're bringing me. that and really able to personalize that for for the dog owner and what they need, which is which which is very cool. Um, you mentioned the, the, the dog parent, which may be the bigger issue, I would think in, in, in some cases, right. Um, are you training just the dog? Are you, is the, is the dog owner there as well? How does, how does that work? How's that work? Yeah. So in the private classes and the group classes, the dog owner is there with the dog. So we're, we're actually training the dog owner and the dog kind of simultaneously because it's going to the dog owner's participation and con the consistency through which they apply the training is monumental. So with those two aspects, the private and the groups, we're training the trainer and the dog simultaneously. Now with the board and train, again, we train the dog and then we have a couple of follow-up sessions with the owner. But one thing that's really, really special about the dog wizard is we provide lifetime support. So any of our customers 
that whether they complete and graduate from a class or a program or a private lesson, they can attend a regular lifetime support class. And this is as simple as, you know, hey, you guys trained my puppy and you know, usually dog owners are painfully aware. I haven't been really disciplined or consistent. You know, I forgot or I got lazy. No problem. Just show up, up at our weekly lifetime support class as much or as little as you want. And what is so meaningful about that, and we have a franchisee who told me uh, about 10 days ago, she said, on average, Emily, I've got 40 people showing up every single week at the lifetime support class. And they do it outdoors. And she lives in a very cold climate. So we got 40 people showing up with their dogs out in the snow at this park. And they, you know, can you imagine, imagine being out and about and you go by this park and you see 40 dogs and dog owners and all of the dogs are exceptionally well-trained, well-behaved. <laughs> you see the little dog wizard banner out. Apparently this is just an incredible lead generator because people walk up and say, wait, excuse me, what, what are you all doing with your dogs? And they're like, right. oh, well, we all got our dogs trained with the dog wizard. I mean, and they're like, sign me up, <laughs> but they have fun and they have their own kind of community among themselves. You know, you mentioned you have a nine-year-old, you know, when my son was little, I always, we always went out on play dates. To me, this sounds like the, the pet parents version of a play date. Right. Yeah. I was I was just sitting here thinking we need to start a franchise that is the the the, the parent wizard also. But um <laughs> for the and I, could, I could see I could see people walking by there and even if they didn't have a dog, go, can can I get your card? I'm gonna give it to my neighbor because their dog is a little like I, I I've got one right over here that I would walk over and give a little dog wizard. Let me let me let me pay for the first couple of classes to get yeah, fluffy right, dogs. Right. Let me cover that. <laughs> we say we make uh, people's lives easier and dogs' lives better. I love it. Um, and yeah. if nothing else, people should just go to the website, thedogwizard.com, to see the logo of the dog with the wizard hat, which, like, I don't know how you could go. Like, there, that, that should just be enough, right? What a, what, a, what, a, what a cool logo and to see it on, on everything. So I, lo I love the branding from that. Um, and you know, the so, irony is one of our taglines is, is that it's not actually magic, that it's dog training done right. And I think this is one of the key differentiators with the dog wizard is, you know, there are many, many different schools of thought and methodologies on how to appropriately train a dog, you know, and if they existed on a continuum, we might have, you know, positive reinforcement and dogs that are motivated by food and reward. We have opposite extreme, how dogs are trained in the military, you know, somewhere in the middle, we might have Caesar Milan saying that you need to be the pack leader. And the truth of the matter is, is these are all, there are pros and cons to all of these different methodologies. But what the dog wizard does is we take a very open-minded approach and through the franchise model, we have condensed years and years of study into all these methodologies and we can train whether it's the owner or maybe they don't want to train dogs and they want to hire trainers we can train them and empower them with this expansive skill set and toolkit so a dog wizard who is trained in the wizard way can literally customize the training based on the goals of the owner and 
the temperament and the learning style of the dog in front of them. And so, you know, this, you know, that saying when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. We've got a whole massive toolkit so that we can, we can address just about any behavioral issue that dogs exude. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the, the personality of the dog, right? Different breeds are, are going to, again, have different temp, like predispos predisposed basically to the different temperaments, all of those things, right? Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership and Guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available, so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. Super cool. So talk a little bit about the owner because you kind of hinted on this is that you guys do have some owners that choose to want to get out there and train, but if they don't ever want to do that, that's okay as well. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is Let's, a So simple... talk, talk a little bit about the... If they're training, well, that's a good chunk of their day. Um, if they're not, or as they're growing, like how, like talk about some of the things you guys are going to do to help them find the trainers, know that they're right ones, make sure that the trainers are trained properly. Because if you haven't done that, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. How in the world am I going to know the wizard way and to know to find which which person can come in and do that do that properly so you've got that all that the kind of consistency with all of your with all of your customers yeah that is massive the the importance and the support around finding trainers is really significant um first let's address your first question about the role of the owner and this is a very very simple business so there's a few hats that need to be worn we need dog trainers uh, once you scale to multiple dog trainers and, and candidly, three trainers can support an entire territory. So this is low cap X in terms of low overhead, et cetera. So up to three trainers. When you get up to about three trainers, you're probably going to need an ops person. And that can be the owner or that can be a, an employee. And then third, you need someone doing community development someone that is out and about in the community, letting people know that, hey, this is a demand-driven business. People are looking for someone to help them and their relationship with their dog. So a community development person that is you know, reaching out to local veterinarians, rescue groups, boarding facilities. You know, can you imagine going to a veterinarian and say, hey, you know, I see, I know you see, you know, 100 dogs a week probably some that have some behavioral issues. You might see some frustrated dog owners. Just want to introduce myself. I'm with the dog wizard. You know, we can help. 
Because essentially, this is not a salesy business. This is where people need help with their loved one and they're looking for you. So that community development piece. Now, the owner can do any one of these hats or multiple hats. They can train dogs or not. They can manage the operations or not. They can oversee the community development or not. As long as these three roles are being filled, an owner needs to see to that. Now, regarding the trainer, and this is exceptionally important. So as you know, obviously, a good franchise, it's it's a mutual awarding process. And there, most people are aware of, as a franchisee, the risk that they may take on, you know, becoming part of a franchise model. I think that goes without saying. But think about the risk from the franchisor's perspective, because when we award a license for someone to operate the dog wizard in their market, they are leveraging significant branding support, a phenomenal five-star reputation that is associated with the dog wizard, and they are dealing with people's loved ones. It's not like we can afford to goof up a cup of coffee and just make it right. We are dealing with people's family members. So everyone, not just, you know, the the new franchisee that's opening in a market, the existing franchisees, the franchisors, everyone is invested in ensuring that you have high quality trainers that are exceptionally well-trained in the wizard way and that provide exceptional customer service. Because our reputation collectively is riding on that, right? So the franchisor provides significant support when it comes to onboarding the first trainer. We provide job descriptions. We have our own recruitment process. Um, You can leverage all of the other franchisees. Hey, where did you find your trainer? Oftentimes, this is someone that that already has shown a love for dogs. And they may not already be a dog trainer. So maybe they're a vet tech. Maybe they volunteer at the Humane Society. Maybe they volunteer to foster dogs. These are people that have a love and a passion for what they do. And we can take someone from from zero dog training experience to fully certified in the wizard way in about 90 days. Pretty spectacular. Now, here's the other thing that's really unique about this business. And Tim, I've been in franchise development 10 years. You've been doing this a long time. Here's one thing I've never seen, where the employees literally come to you. And that is the case, not necessarily with our first trainer, but sometimes our second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth trainers. And what happens is our customers come back to us and they say, Hey, Tim, you know, your dog trainer trained my dog and it has been monumental in the the peace and harmony of our family. I love dogs and I feel called to do what, you know, your trainer did for me. Can I work for the dog wizard? And other trainers come and they say, hey, man, I've got this one way of training dogs and I'm looking to expand my knowledge and my skill set. Will you teach me how to train dogs in the wizard way? For example, we have a franchisee. She has six trainers that work for her. Five of the six trainers are past clients that literally came to her and said, can I work for you? We have exceptional high retention, exceptional loyalty with our trainers. Because when you think about dog trainers, 
generally, these are people who are very conscientious, big hearted. They'd give you the shirt off their back. They love dogs. Do they want to go out and sell themselves? No. Do they want to worry about their online digital presence and brand? No. Do they want to train dogs? Yeah. We have almost 200 trainers across the country that are trained in the wizard way. And our dog trainers, they have their own private Facebook group. They have their own online portal. They've got access to ongoing education. So our trainers themselves are like this beautiful community where someone can say, you know, hey, I'm training a a boxer for the first time who's exuding this behavior. Anybody have experience with this? And then everybody jumps in on Facebook and they're like, yeah, I did that. And this worked really well. And they just support each other in a really, really meaningful way. So it, it's not just the franchise owner that gets that kind of support, but our trainers do as well. And it's meaningful. Yeah. And I think for anytime somebody wants to talk about, you know, oh, there's their, their labor issues or whatever is, is going on. This isn't hiring a burger flipper. Right. This isn't the, you know, 17 year old that may or may not show up tomorrow. Um, right. It's not the it's not the 45 year old. That's, you know, whatever. Like it's not the Walmart clerk. Right. These these are people that are like you probably get away with not even paying them. They would still come in there at, at times and, and do it. I mean, don't not pay them. Let's be really don't clear about that. Right? <laughs> but but that but that passionate like they just want to go do the work. They love the dogs. They love the interaction with the people. Seeing seeing that difference, right? So, um, and Tim, let's talk about payment because the truth is, is our trainers financially make a but much better living than they would, you know, working behind the counter selling pet food at the local store. Yep, yep, and get out and about, and again have all the have all those interactions, right? So, um, you 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 used a phrase talking about the talking about the dogs as, as as a loved one and. If mm. I would think anybody that hear, hears that and kind of like, what? Like, then you either don't have a dog or you've never been around people <laughs> with dogs because usually a family has a dog and they have a kid, ask them which one they like better. And <laughs> the kid might win, but the kid might not, right? So, so su- no, super cool. And so, um, and, and you're, as you talked about those three, three hats that need to be worn for the, for the owner, again, it's that, that personalization, right? We're going to go to you as the customer and your dog. We're going to personalize exactly like what your dog needs, what style, all the different things where you're not then turning around pigeonhole an owner and going, you got to do this or, or else, right? Find the right person has yeah. the passion, follow the plan. And be able to give them some options is, is also really cool, and that's not that's not always the case, right? So, uh, so, so again, that owner finding their niche within a business model that really speaks to that. So, um, I love that. Um, we don't need much to start, right? We need like we don't need you know big you know big retail locations. We don't need much of anything. We need we, we need a van. We need at least somebody else besides that owner, unless they're just going to like wear all the hats right off the bat. Right. Uh, but you're able for people to start really low level investment, low level overhead for this with the, then the ability to have multiple, multiple trucks, multiple trainers, multiple territories, kind of all of those, yes. all of those boxes get checked with you guys as well. Correct. 
Oh gosh. Yeah. And when you talk about the scalability and you know, when it starts with a low cost investment and you start with a trainer and and a van, and once that trainer is producing a certain amount of revenue, and we get into this when, when we start talking through people through the franchise disclosure document, but once people, a trainer starts to produce a certain amount of revenue, ah, that's when it's time to get another trainer in another van. And then we can help you determine when it's time to get another trainer in another van. Uh, the franchisor provides a phenomenal digital presence, marketing, social media, lead generation. So getting the customers is generally not the problem. Uh, getting trainers, generally not the problem. Um, so you're probably wondering, well, what is the problem? I haven't found it yet, Tim, but I will let you know. I will let you know. Uh, you know, even though we're in the dog business, the truth of the matter is, is we're in the people business. and. I think this is important because some people say, you know, gosh, I'd rather be around dogs than people. And that's that's fine. But if you can't communicate meaningfully to the dog owner, you know, this these are people where, you know, sometimes maybe they got a puppy for Christmas and they just want to get it trained before it can wreak havoc. But sometimes people are saying this job, this dog chewed up our carpeting chewed up my custom, my husband's custom orthotics. My husband is mad and wants me to get rid of this dog. And there is no way in hell I'm getting rid of this dog. So uh, <laughs> somebody's got to go or we right. need to get the dog trained. So sometimes people come and, and they are experiencing not only deep love for their dog, but they're experiencing tension in their other relationships at home and they need help. So yeah, we train the dog, but we also need to recognize that we're really improving the quality of people's lives as it relates to their life behind their closed doors in their home, where it's supposed to be a sanctuary and you're not supposed to worry about, you know, your dog destroying things. So we make a big difference. You're, you're saving marriages. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, that sounds like dramatic. And it's true. Yeah, it's true. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Or even okay. So let's 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 in case people are like, okay, you're being really dramatic. Look at think of this way. Um, what if my aging mother-in-law came over and my dog jumped on her and she fell over? What about a young couple that has had a dog for eight years and now they have their firstborn child and they don't like the way the dog is behaving around the baby? Like these are people where they're like. I'm not getting rid of my dog and the way the dog is behaving around my other loved ones is unacceptable. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. We need, we need the parent wizard. We need the spouse wizard. (laughs) (laughs) So we get some spinoffs coming for this soon. So um, this is awesome. So I, and I know you're, you're, you're very busy and I greatly appreciate all of your time. So I'm going to fire one last, slightly unfair, very open-ended question to you. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. So wait, 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 wait. If, if I don't have an answer for your question, can I like pretend you asked me something else? And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bring yes, it, Tim. Totally. It's totally, it's totally fine. So, um, <laughs> I, I think my wife does that on a regular basis. So it's, uh, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all good, but she's in franchising. We're paid to do things like that. Right. So, um, 
what if there was one other thing you're like oh my gosh i need everybody to know this about the dog wizard but we haven't talked about it yet what is it i believe we are in a paradigm shift socially in our communities and businesses how we relate to dogs so you mentioned the pandemic and People were adopting dogs. 23 million dogs were adopted during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. 23 million dogs. So 23 million dogs were taken home during a time when we were stuck at home with them. And it was a beautiful opportunity for bonding. And as we exit the pandemic, as we start to travel, as we go back to the office, well, number one, we are seeing dogs left at home and they are having massive anxiety and separation issues, which has largely increased the demand for dog training, number one. But number two, look around. I don't know about you. I see dogs at the grocery store. I see dogs at the gym. I see people wearing little baby carriers and they got a dog on their chest. I travel a lot for work. I always see at least one dog on my flight, at the gate, walking around in the terminal, at baggage claim. Businesses are not only welcoming dogs, but they're inviting dogs. Get this. Certain major employers in our country are incentivizing employees to stop remote work and come back to the office. And guess how they're incentivizing them? Bring, Bring your dog buddy. to work. Yeah. So the role of dogs, if, if they're, they're either being left behind and having anxiety and separation issues, or we're just flat out bringing them with us. Right. And we're treating the them demand, like humans. We're treating them like humans more than ever. And if I had like a megaphone moment, I would say the need for well-behaved, well-trained dogs is at an all-time high. And I believe it is largely underserved. And now is the time to get into this. I love, I love it. And the as a as a very very frequent flyer, um, yeah, I need to whether it's in Phoenix or Tucson where I fly out of, or Tampa where I typically fly in and out of. I, we have some owner dog wizard there. I need their contact info. So the people that bring their dogs on a plane and don't know how to take care of their dog, I'm going to start passing out some cards. Okay. So, um, but it is, I just, I just heard the yesterday, the day before, but the, the, the employer, it was one in particular was like, that was the thing. Like you can, you can bring your dog like to work. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And they're flying all the time. And frankly, it drives me crazy, but like, we're going to treat them like you and the dog should also pay for the seat, but that's a whole nother thing. Right. But, but you, but you really have to, again, almost like, again, have them train to be outside of your house and interacting with people kind of like we are our children, right. Cause they're not always just left, left at home anymore. And you're right. That separation anxiety, like it's like, it's, it's no, it's no joke. Right. Um, and so they're and then they're going again, they're just going to be like children. They're going to act out because they're not getting the attention and you're going to come back and the couch is chewed up. Right. Um, so um, super cool. No, I, I, I love this. This has been fantastic uh, to learn about and, and always good talking to you. So, Emily, I thank you so much for uh, for coming on and joining us today. Yeah. And, and what was that last question, Tim? 
if if people can make like a decent living doing this, yes. I can't disclose the numbers, you know, FTC, but if somebody's like, well, that sounds like a nice little fluffy business, there is money to be made in this business and I've got an item 19 to prove it. So yeah, just plant that little bug. And again, people, people will carve out their kidney for, for, for their pets, right? So it's- Kids, pets, with, and parents. That's what we spend money on. Kids, pets, parents. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not always sure it's in that order, right? So- um, <laughs> <laughs> so no super good emily thank you so much for uh, for coming on and joining us today i appreciate it thank you so, it was great to see you have a great day thanks you too and 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 last thing for obviously for all of our loyal podcast listeners thanks again for tuning in um you're listening to the franchising 101 podcast we know you have some interest in franchise ownership reach out to us today francoach.net franchising 101 podcast.net There's never any fee for our service. So let's talk, see if we can help create your better tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.